0: Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Brett Nobles. I am your host, and you are listening to The Talk is Sheep Podcast, Episode 5, coming at you. Welcome back, everybody. Again, I am Brett Nobles. I am your host here at The Talk is Sheep Podcast episode five and we have special guest mr hunter trotter yeah yeah back in the building uh he was here episode four i hope you took a listen a lot of good stuff we got uh details on church we got details on tragedy in his life on the unmet expectation of prayers uh and then we brought it full circle right and we just ministered to one another and hopefully to you who listened i hope you got something out of it right um hunter welcome back glad to have you uh Thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, man. I'm Like I said, again, glad to be here. Glad for the opportunity. I've never done a podcast, and I know you talked about uh, starting this podcast, and you had never done it, but God had laid it on your heart. Man, and I, I recently just started listening to podcasts um, a little bit more. Never really been a podcast guy, um, but to have you kind of start this up, man. And, of course, I listened because I've watched your growth. I was like, man, I'm going to support this dude, and I'm going to watch it. And then you're like, hey, you want you to come on with me. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That ain't my world. Right, Kind of deal. But something that was interesting to me when you shared it, it was like, The Talk is Sheep. And I was like, that's interesting. I love the graphic. But then I'm like, why does that name come from? Like, of all the things you could have named the podcast, you went with The Talk is Sheep. Talk is Sheep, bro.
0: So, At the time, I was filling in a youth pastor role here at the river, uh, and I was putting a message together, and I was talking about the three parables of the lost, you know, your sheep, your coin, and the prodigal son. And I was just reading the word and praying and meditating, and I had a notebook, and it sounds horrible. Even while I'm taking notes myself, I'm doodling and chicken scratching all over my notebook. Um, So talk is cheap. We've always heard that talk is cheap. And I was just sitting there thinking about like the prodigal son's interactions with his father when he left. Right. That defining moment when he wakes up and goes, hey, even the least of my father's men in his house are in better shape than I'm in. And I'm like, wow, that talk is cheap, right? The grass yeah. isn't always greener. And it just hit me, talk is cheap. Because, the you know, we talk about the 99 for the one. I was like, talk is cheap. I wrote it down, didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. And this is like. Ten weeks ago, bro. Um, I had the podcast vision. I had the podcast idea. Didn't have a name. Didn't have a reason. Yeah. But I had the thought. Had the, everything, right? And I was like, talk as sheep. And I just kept writing talk as sheep. Talk as sheep. I'm like, one thing in the men's group, spoke about episode four, Arrow. Uh, I've got a Charles Spurgeon study, King James Version Bible. Right. Charles Spurgeon, Prince of Preachers. Just wisdom, Right. And one of the intros into the book of Psalms, Psalm 23 especially, he talks about sheep and how they're ignorant. Yeah. And how we are sheep. Yes, we are ignorant. I said it. How we wander, we get lost, how we put our neck in the jaws of the wolf, and we need a shepherd to come lead us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes back to even what, Brandon, we all need a good shepherd. We all need to be led. And even when we get saved, even when we get brought into the fold, right. we wonder. We have to keep our gaze on Jesus. We have to keep our gaze on the Good Shepherd. And for me, talk is sheep because my conversations will wander. Yeah, I can go, like out. I said, I me can go too. from anime to Power Rangers to church. Yeah. To Solomon cutting a baby in half because <laughs> I'm always going to plug that as many times as I can. Right. To, you know, tragedy, loss of loved ones, birth of a child. Yeah. Graduation. Whatever you want to talk about. That's about. my that's sheep right. That's our conversations. Yeah. And although, you know, we're all being led by this good shepherd, um, not that I'm a good shepherd. I want to try to keep this podcast as a shepherd. Yeah. This media outlet is here to to provide people, like you and I, opportunity to just get on, chop it up, good-natured, loving, peaceful thoughts, to let people see inside a real-life person. Right. Real vulnerability. Yeah. Um. Your last episode, bro, you talked about your mom. Yeah. You were vulnerable. You let yourself out there for ten people, one hundred people, whatever it 1, reaches, one thousand, whatever it reaches, vulnerability's there and people can be met at vulnerability. Yes. And to me, being transparent and being authentic, that was one word that every time I'd make notes for any episode, be authentic. Right. Don't sugarcoat. Don't be like anybody else. Who am I? Who are you? What are we doing? What are we trying and that's talk is sheep. Okay, in a, in a nutshell, yeah, right. It's there. So you know. I, th- I
1: mean, I think it's funny, man. With sheep, you know, we're we're prone to wander. Oh, bro, because sheep, sheep, even though they have a field, they'll they'll wander the whole field. Always. That's what that's what they do. They they want. And people say, well, that sheep gets lost. It isn't to me. I, I've realized that sheep isn't the fact that they get lost. They wander too far and they find a hole. Always, and dude, how often in a church setting does somebody wander too far and find themselves in a hole outside of the fence of, of what? Not to church, like I love the the aspect of somebody saying, "Hey, I don't care what church you go to, I just need you going to be fed." It doesn't matter what pa- what, what what field you're in. Find a find a shepherd and let them shepherd you. I think so often as sheep, we we're, we're okay with the idea of Jesus leaving the ninety-nine to find the one. But we're not okay when we're the one, and he then has to break our leg, come on, and then he has to pour the honey on it so that we're, we we depend on him to to clear the
0: eyes that's it you know
1: we're okay with being the, the idea, oh, you leave the ninety nine for
0: one, but yet great all of a song sudden, right, oh, I love the song, great, and it's powerful, but when you're that one,
1: yeah, when you're that one, and then we we forget the fact that back in the day when the sheep would wander off, the shepherd would break a leg, yep and say, "Okay, hey, look, you did your thing." Now let me break your leg. You to make need pretend- Yet, yeah.
0: The dependency, and that was one thing reading up. Uh, I did a lot of studying on the sheep and the thing you're talking about, breaking the leg, and then to put their heart on the back of his neck, the warmth he carries them yes. on his shoulders, and that sheep can't go nowhere. Right. And all they know is the warmth and the love of the shepherd who's come and found you. Yes. Yes, you have a broken leg now, but he nurtures you back. He yes. brings you back to full strength. Yes. He gives it all back plus some. Yeah, yeah, you're now stronger in
1: the aspect of knowing that you're not in it alone. Come on. That you're in it with somebody to find yourself in that. Man, sheep are sheep are a funny thing to watch in that because we that's why I I laughed at your idea at the at the title of this, the Talk is Sheep because I love the talking like you asked me to come on. I told my wife I said I I I stink at recordings. Like <laughs> it's my voice, it's my nervousness and she was like you have so many conversations with people that I listen to sometimes and go, my God, his heart needs to be heard on that subject. That that needs to be on a podcast. Yeah, that needs to be That's heard it. for everybody, not just who he's talking to. Yes. And yesterday, um, I was drinking coffee with my buddy from Atlanta down at Nova Espresso, my go-to coffee house in uh, Mobile. um, And we found ourselves, we were supposed to be meeting about something else. We strategically made this meeting so that we could just talk about this stuff of what he does at his church, what I do at my church. And we found ourselves an hour and a half later, we had just wandered through these conversations about life, family, growth. Naturally.
0: Naturally. And that's, that's in a nutshell, again, a yeah. nutshell, what I want this to be, bro. Like uh, I invited you on episode four. And I know I hit you up and I'm like, hey, dude, let's just get some topics and the unmet expectations. Yes. And just tragedy and loss. And we both had that. I kind of knew that was the route we were going without even saying it. Right. And in episode five, it's like, hey, bro, I'd like to have you come back on. Uh, let's just shoot from the hip. Because just in episode four, we were able to go, you know, back and forth with no direction. Yeah. Um, some, I, a lot of times I, I'm structure order.
1: Right. I don't do
0: fly by seam yeah. my pants. I know that's you. Yeah. And I'm opposite. Me, I'm structured order, my notebook's t- listed out with multiple topics. But right. one of those things is and one of my prayers the past three years especially has been, God make me comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yes. I want to be able to when the tragedy of my losing my parents happens, I'm not gonna say I was comfortable because that would be just dark. But I'll walk through that with a purpose. I yeah. knew Lord this without you I'm nothing. Yeah. But through you I'm everything. Because yes. that's what you've designed me to be. Correct. So we always we always quote the thing where it says God's a comforter. He
1: comforts us in our time of need. But we are so afraid to get uncomfortable. We don't understand his ability to comfort us in our time of need to the full extent of his love because we have the inability to let ourselves get uncomfortable. Yes. We change shoes because they get uncomfortable. We we, we buy new clothes because the clothes we have get uncomfortable. Yeah, because we've gotten older and we're not watching our figure anymore and we begin to eat whatever we oh, want. I'll watch to. it.
0: It gets round. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> or even even if like so like last year I ended up losing fifty pounds this year before my injury. Clothes were getting too big. I was starting to look like a slob like walking around. They were just uncomfortable. Um and so we're un- with our Christian walk, we have this inability to understand the fullness of God's comfort because we have the inability to get uncomfortable. The sheep, he breaks the leg that forces him into an uncomfortable zone, puts him around his neck on his shoulder, so now they're forced to understand that he is a comfortable leader, that he can comfort us in our moments oh my God. Of, of need, in our moments of whatever. A sheep wonder because they it's in their mindset. They get outside the fence because we expose the fence line. Yes. And we break the fence line. We're not watching our fence line. So we get outside. The sheep doesn't know they're outside the fence, so they're way too calm.
0: Man. And when I, when I go back to that message that I'd spoke to our youth here at River Youth, um, I remember I told them on my look, you know, the son, the prodigal son left willingly. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. The coin was lost, but it really was never lost. It was just misplaced. Yeah. The sheep was wandered. He never wanted to be lost. He's gazing. He's doing his thing. Just walking. Just doing what he felt was natural, and then looks up and goes, "Oh crap, where am I?" Yeah, Forrest Gump. I just, I just started running. Just started running. I just, she, I just started walking. Na- and natural, make, right? Yeah. And um, I love that. I love the, and I know it's it's a topic that people don't like to be uncomfortable. No one wants to be pushed to that limit. Yeah. And it's not that they don't want to be pushed to the limit. They don't know what their limit is. Exactly. And if you're, if I'm inside my box. If I'm where I belong, then nothing can hurt me. But exactly. the moment I get outside of my box, what happens? Yeah. We find ourselves lost. We find ourselves. You go. What do I do? I've never been here before. Yes, we don't know what we like. We don't, like what we know. That come on. <laughs> it's, it's right back again. Yeah. Say. So. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I have a love for Watch Mojo on YouTube. I know we talk, and you're not very familiar. Uh, but yeah, Mojo, top ten countdowns. Really, I'm not going to say impactful because people would think I'm crazy. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we're going to do a, a segment here on this episode called Mojo Moments. Okay. Um, we're going to ask you some questions, random. Some of these you're aware of, some of them are not. So we're just going to go with it. So right. the first one, we're going way left. What is your favorite flavor bomb pop Man, chocolate and banana. Um,
1: we eat those at my house every time we see them in the store. Even if we're in the store for something totally different, if they we see them,
0: we grab them, bro. Food Tiger Greers right here, End a Lot McCrary always are stock full of bomb pops every flavor. Nice. Um, my favorite's the Nerds. I love okay. Nerds. Got a little sour kick. Um, original. You can't go wrong with the red, white, and blue. You yeah. Right? Be patriotic. That's right. Um, they've got the Crush, Orange Crush. Yeah. It's all right, but I'm I'm digging the nerds. Uh, so yeah, um, video games. I know you play more sports growing up, um, but let's go back even past sports. What's your like Mario, Sonic? Was you more of a Mario or a Sonic person? Man, uh, I was
1: actually a little bit of both. With the Nintendo, we of course we were the Mario. Um, funny story. I remember my brother playing Mario and go, we'll play together. You know, the two-player. Yeah. And he would beat the whole game and leave the how like, leave the, go outside and leave me stuck there going, we didn't even get to play together.
0: So, <laughs> we played Mario, <laughs> but of course... With that the, sounds like something Odell would do to me, bro. <laughs> you know, just... Why?
1: Yeah, he'd beat the whole level. But then, like, with Sega, though, man, we love Sonic. Like, the Sonic pinball was one of my all-time favorite video games. Bro. This, that.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Gone, man. And, dude, for those side quests who have not watched the Sonic movies, to me, Jim Carrey is a great actor. His best work is in the Sonic movies. So, my kids have seen it. I have not Bro, seen
1: the Sonic movies. It's movie. corny.
0: Is it? it? It's Sonic. I mean, look at him. Right. But go watch it. it. it I enjoy it. My four year old Tatum loves it. Um, Some of the other younger kids at church, they run around the sanctuary on Sundays playing Sonic and Knuckles and and Tails, and it's awesome. Go watch the movie if you ain't seen it. Okay, Mojo Moment again. What is your favorite top current song that you're listening to? Oh, current song. See, man,
1: I find myself listening to music. I, I know it might sound weird being on staff at a church, but I listen to it outside of worship music. I do love worship music. So are we talking church song or are we talking
0: whatever flavor you want, bro? Go with it. Oh
1: um, man, I I I, uh, I find myself into that. What do they call it? The uh, Texas dirt road country music. Okay. Um, I used to listen to a, a more rap than anything, but now like I'm into that Texas dirt road. Man, um, I actually just found a song for my daughter who turned sixteen. Um, she's adopted. Me and my wife both adopted her. It's a song by Brandon Davis called Step by Step, and it just talks about. Stepping up when and, and or stepping in, but wasn't there for the beginning, but there for the, for the for everything else. Man, um, and that's a good tearjerker. It is, and it's a song that I'm listening to right now. Um, and Tyler Childers, you know, "Shake the Frost" is kind of in my my wheelhouse right now, as far as outside of church music. Um, but as far as church music, man, I just found out there's a group called the um, Indiana Bible College. Yes, sir. That I just found yes, out sir. about. They have a version of the song, Lost, that they go into champion. Mm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? The, the verses that just flow into that? I'm like, wow. I'm going so, to check
0: it out, bro. I've got some of their stuff on Spotify. Yeah. But I don't have that one directly. So um, me, a song, uh, a guy um, named Will Dempsey, he, he's more of a guy famous on social media. Okay. He's country. He has a song called Best Parts of Me. Yeah. And he's talking about his daughter. And for a dad of two little girls, yeah. of a four-year-old and a 10-month-old. And he talks about, and he, he pretty much explains Tatum. Yeah, uh, Tatum's my four-year-old. She's wild. She's exuberant. Got curly hair. Is a spitting image of me. Yeah. And he talks about how her brown curly hair, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I shared it with my wife the other night. She hadn't heard it. Um, I don't go too far outside secular music except for, like, old school. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, my favorite, I guess, worship um song is you get the glory by jonathan Tr- taylor um mm-hmm. and a lot of his song just breaks down um and every facet of what's going on in our lives he's getting the glory for it right he's getting the glory for it and, and it's very powerful um yeah jonathan trailer you get the glory check it out uh go listen to what Hunter mentioned, right? I'm I'm going to. I'm going to go feed off of it with this mojo moment. But let's continue on. Uh, let's throw some spitfire. So, you know, I'm a professional wrestling fan, 90s yeah, baby. Yeah. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, or Stone Cold Steve Austin? And why?
1: Man, man, that's a hard one, really, if you think about their charisma and think about what they did, man. But I think I was the Stone Cold guy because, especially, like, when he would come out in the non- uh, wrestling gear, so he had like the jean shorts and the t shirt. Shorts,
0: baby. Yeah, you know, being
1: from growing up in the Sims area, you just thought that's the toughest dude that you know. Yes, you know, like Stone Cold, he's the toughest SOB there is. That's and, it. You know, Ball the rock would come out right. in these nice clothes, and you just thought. That you knew you that, never
0: was going to be able that's to That's Daphne
1: and Fairhope. You know, that's that nice side of the water. You <laughs> we know? love
0: you, Daphne. Yeah, too. yeah,
1: I love that. met my wife in Daphne and Fairhope, but I love that area. I love people over there. But I think Stone Cold just resonated with me more. He was the
0: backwoods dude. See, I was a rock fan. Um, My best friend, you know, Odell, was the Stone Cold guy. So for me, in everything I do, I try to be opposite. I know it sounds horrible. Um, I'm not an Alabama fan, War Eagle. Um, I don't like the Braves. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, It's just that's who I am. Yeah. Um, So for me, he was Stone Cold. So I'm like, well, I'm going with the next best thing. It's the rock. And then, you know, as we see, you know, the great one. Dwayne Johnson, right. the biggest movie star. What he does, um, he has his own TV show, Young Rock. I mean, yeah. that when you've made it is when you have your own. TV <laughs> is that show. is that the is that the guideline? That's that the you guideline. Got own, now, you got your own. Man, I was telling the
1: guys. So there's a there's a, a couple guys that go to our church that are huge wrestling fans. Um, I'm talking. They sit down and watch, whether it's TNA, whether it's AEW, C- a- WWE, they watch it all, man. And they get together on Sunday nights on the pay-per-views. And I remember telling two of them the other day, I remember watching my dad, you know, just a illegal story about us. I remember my dad and, and his buddy getting one of those black boxes. Yes, sir. In the 90s that you could hook up to your TV. Welcome pull, to the 90s, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, pull up the pay-per-view. I was watching King of the Ring. Oh, come on. When... Stone Cold Steve Austin beats Jake the Snake Roberts. And talk the, about your psalms. Yeah, you yeah, talk yeah, about he, and thump your Bible.
0: Austin he 360. Dro- he, dro- he drops the, the one-liner that changed professional yes. wrestling history. Uh, for y'all that are not professional wrestling fans, Stone Cold comes out, drops this promo. I'm not going to... If you want to go look for it, go look for it. It's all over the internet. But... Side note here, side quest for Stone Cold, that t-shirt made more money than any t-shirt has ever made in the history of this world. Yes. Like, the top-selling t-shirt ever in professional wrestling, I'd probably say ever in history because just a simple shirt with Austin 316 and a skull, and it sounds simple, it sounds like why but when you are the hottest thing going in that market right when you when you put out whatever like brandon lake can put out a shirt with a line on the front of it and people are going to buy it out right right why because that's what's going at the moment yes and at the moment in that world um it's like everything else when it catches that vibe we talked about it earlier about why people hate nickelback right first off it's 2022 yes grow up Yes. Put your big boy pants on. Big girl pants on. Nickelback has bangers. Yes. Like if you disagree, we can talk about it. You're wrong. Yeah. But we can talk about You're it. You're letting the media tell you what to like. Exactly. <laughs> you don't
1: <laughs> like, like Nickelback. Exactly. But so, t- two things about Stone Cold real quick. You say that, and I remember watching that, and I remember uh, actually recently, probably in the past two years, watched a documentary about that, and I remember the WWE executive saying. Oh, man, that was pretty cool promo. You know, yeah, ha, ha. I can't believe you did that to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, then on Monday Night Raw, like, half the signs in the building was Austin 316. Yes, sir. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this is far something. You talk about it being everywhere in the top selling shirt. I remember going to the flea market not too long after that. And even the booths that didn't sell clothes seemed like they had the Austin
0: the 316 after, shirts. The aftermarket. Yeah, yeah. they yes. seemed like,
1: even like if they were selling... Knives. They felt like they had this shirt hanging that had the Austin three sixteen. Shout right? out flea markets for <laughs> yes. y'all that don't know what a
0: flea market is. All right, <laughs> so uh, quick Google search, right? And the Austin three sixteen shirt has sold over twelve million. Good. Twelve night. million. Uh, average shirt twenty five dollars, might maybe thirty five, depending on what what era you're in. But you figure that. I mean, that's some that's some chatter. Like, yes, that's more money than we've made combined in our life. That probably, off of a t-shirt. Yeah,
1: that probably bought Skull Ranch for him for yes, down sir. in Texas. Broken Skull Ranch <laughs>
0: off of a t-shirt. We are back, Mojo Moment 2.0. Uh, man, I'm I'm really excited for you to agree to allow me to pick your brain. Uh, Hunter Trotter, um, father, husband, yeah. minister. Confidant, friend, brother, you name it, man. A lot of titles. Yeah. Uh, As as a man of God, uh, carry a lot of roles, right? Uh, So digging in, pulling back the 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 skin. Okay. Doing the mojo, getting the mojo moment, kind of breaking down some top tens, this or that. So, who is the goat quarterback, NFL all time?
1: Man, as much as it pains me to say it, did I got to go Tom Brady? Um, and I know... All them rings, baby. It, it, it's a lot of rings and it's a lot of losses. But I used to say this about him. I used to say, man, it's the system. Because I'd always bring up Matt Cassell. Yeah. Hey, well, look.
0: We're he popped in and, and just carried on, Carried right? on. But then he switches to Tampa Bay. And did it all again. Does it all again? As an old man. Yes. Um, I'm going Joe. Okay. Going Joe based off... I'm the, not going to argue. ...the... the, the Undefeated in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, the dude didn't have a bad game. Yes, he had Jerry Rice. Like, let's—that's the Kobe Shaq argument, right? Yeah, but he never lost when it mattered the most. Um, So, with that, let's segue NBA: Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Man,
1: I um, so I used to argue this a lot, but I learned this later on in life that you can like one. And not dislike the other. Yes. But I would I would take Michael Jordan over LeBron and here is my main reason. He went to the Lakers.
0: (laughs) I am a Celtics. I love it.
1: This dude went petty. Yeah, petty Eddie, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. I'm a Celtics fan. So anybody that plays for the Lakers, like I dislike Rondo now because he went to the
0: Lakers yes. for a little bit.
1: Like I, as long and as I love Rondo. Yeah, I do too. Great. I don't hate
0: the Lakers, but I love Rondo and just the fact that he teamed I am not a LeBron James fan. Yeah. Um, I think he does a lot of good. Um, the whole shut up and dribble, politic, eh. all that stuff kind of lost me. Again, my opinion. You can be offended. If so, hey, whatever. Um, he's a great ball player. Yes. He, he elevates his teammates to a higher level, but when it comes time to throw shade, he's very great at doing that. And that's one thing that, although Michael had an expectation, I felt, either you played to that expectation or you left. Yeah. He made it so hard. Like, you know, Steve Kerr has talked about it before. Like, he cussed him out, dogged him out, and then never backed down and then made the big shots, and that's how you earn that respect. To me, LeBron gets the best out of all of his teammates, but when it matters most – He's not the big dog to say, "Hey, it's my fault."
1: Yeah, right. And, take and take ownership. Ownership. If, you, if you're the leader,
0: lead. Exactly. Leaders lead. Um, TV shows, man. What you watching right now? What's going on? What if you're at home, and I know you're a busy man because you're a youth pastor, and I was just a fill in uh, for a few weeks. And I was busy as I'll get out. <laughs> I know you got kids. I know you got a wife, and you got a, a job and a career, and you got all these things going on. And I know you're busy. When you do get that time to sit down, to relax, to turn on the television. Outside, I watch an old preaching. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> man, I, right now,
1: man, I'm a big fan
0: of Chicago PD. Fake I, fires.
1: Huh?
0: But great story, right? Yeah. I hear firemen all the time go, man, those not real. No, no, no I, I, don't, I
1: don't watch the fire one. That's oh, Chicago
0: yeah, fire. My bad. But,
1: but it, it, is, it is all it's fake. Dramatized. It's dramatized. Yes, dramatized. Like... I'm, like
0: I know firefighters loves to fake fire. Okay. Yeah. If I wanted to watch a real fire, someone's really gonna get hurt. Yeah. I don't get into that, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. good. No. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Chicago P D kinda coincides. Yeah.
1: The blacklist is kinda something into my uh realm okay. right now. Okay. I, I think that now when my wife gets control of the remote, we end up watching uh singing shows. But <laughs> I'm I'm a more of voice a, Yeah, the voice. I'm more of an action fan, so I like that. I enjoy that. Um I think the storylines draw me in. Not yeah, so much, well, a cop would never really be able to do this.
0: No, I don't care about that.
1: Yeah. I, the storyline of it. Could,
0: I, there's good. There's bad. Yes. See, that's the, to me, the anime side. Right. I find a good, I find a bad, and I find the impossible when something happens, right? Yes. And then, like, as much as it pains people to hear, yes, I had a youth pastor who did Royal Rangers back in the day, COG, Church of God. Yeah love Dragon Ball Z was one of the first people that told me it's okay to like Dragon Ball Z bro he's like Cause at the end of the day Freeze is bad Goku's good good triumphs yeah day. like no there doubt. you go what else right?
1: It, <laughs> it, my, my all time fallback show is if I'm bored I just have nothing on my mind or I'm caught up <laughs> it is The Office come on <laughs> Like I can watch The Office. I've watched it from front to end, first episode, season one to the last episode, even without Michael Scott. I've probably watched that five times,
0: Bro, all see, the way through. That's a pleasure show, right? Yeah. To me, it's Big Bang Theory. Okay. And Jim Parsons. I don't. Uh, yes, I know outside. I don't agree with his lifestyle choices. Eh. I'm not there for that. Like the Big Bang Theory makes me smile, makes me laugh, right. makes me feel good. I can watch reruns. My wife, when we first started dating, I'd been watching the show probably like a year. Okay. Well, DVD comes out, right? So I'm I'm old school. I like to have DVD series. Yeah. Before streaming was huge. <laughs> I have all Big Bang Theory on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, it's there at the house. That's awesome. Even when, you know, the satellite's not working, we don't do satellite, we cut the cord. Sorry. Yeah. Easy plug there. YouTube TV, we stream. Yes. Hulu, Netflix, whatever it is. We stream it. If not, I got the D V D bro. Like yeah. I'm I'm there. I, I need something to watch. Like I've been painting the house. I turn it on in the background. Yeah. Just just keeps me going. Um so yeah, man. So I will ask the question. Friends, I'm not a friends fan. For y'all that are friends fans, I don't see what you see in the show. <laughs> friends or big bang theory, man. What you watching? Man, I I'm definitely the
1: big bang big bang theory. Um and I think it for me it, it even starts with the theme song and I know that's kind of the Big Bang, but I'm a bare naked ladies fan. Yeah, like I love that group. Like I love, I've always loved their music. I uh, I equate like sometimes my kids will say words and lyrics pop to my heads, and they get so aggravated because they're like, every time my daughter's like, you know, in one week I'm like, it's been one week since
0: you looked at me. Like yes, I just start sir. doing this stuff, and so you just right there triggered a memory <laughs> of mine. That song was the ending song credit for Digimon the movie, Digimon anime. A lot of people call it like a rip off of Pokémon. Okay. 10 times different than Pokémon. Outside of Pokémon having the cool Game Boy game. Yeah. Digimon Triumphs it. If you never if you like cartoon anime, Digimon has the story. Yeah. One week since it, like that pops off at the end of Digimon the movie <laughs> and it's like I love it. Like yeah. if you can end a movie like this, right? That's <laughs> it. Right there. Take it yeah. there. That's awesome. So Alrighty. Let's get serious for a minute, man. We we've been having our mojo moment. I've been dropping the, the randoms, right? The rando questions. Uh get a fill in, see kinda more into our lives, into who I am as a person, who you are, our taste in things. Um, let's get serious though. Uh mm. let, yeah, <laughs> let's get serious, all right? You know, the Heath Ledger Joker. Why so serious? Um Hunter Trotter, the man right now. If he could give Teenage Hunter any word of advice, Oof. any word, adult, grown man, who you are today, where God's brought you from, what he's brought you to, could give the Teenage Hunter one word of advice, what would it be? And, of course, going back to Episode 4, why? why? The big question, right? Why?
1: Yeah. Oh um, Man, I, I think if I could go back and tell Teenage Me... um some advice I, I I tell I tell myself this I'd say hey life isn't fair Woo! say it again things don't always go your way but you greet every morning with a smile you might do a smile with tears in your eyes and pain in your heart but if you greet every day with a smile it reminds life that you're still here standing
0: man that's good
1: that would be my response that- to myself
0: that's very profound. Uh, there's a lot of life that you can hear in that, right? That's one thing for me, uh, to hear it in your voice, to know what you come through, to know some of your trials. Um, that's life, people. Like That's taking tragedy and saying, no, you're not getting the best of me. That's taking yeah. outcomes of unmet expectations and saying, I was down, but I'm not out. Yeah. That's that uh, phoenix rising from the fire. Yeah. You've been burned, but it's made you who you are. Right. Uh, the, the the rising from the ashes, the being more, being all that you can be. Uh, I love that, man. Um, and for, for you out there, to the listener, if life's got you down, it's just for a moment. Like, don't allow this moment to define you. You lost your job. Your cat died. You lost a loved one. Things aren't going the up and up, right? right? Uh, here's my spiel, right? L- do what Hunter just said. Wake up, greet that day with a smile. Rather, it's tears in your eyes, hurting your heart. You got to face it. Because yeah. if not, and you sit and you dwell in it, and I'm going to go back to that, you sit and you dwell in it, you're, you're called to walk through your valley, not to sit and soak in it. Because when you soak in it, it, it becomes who you are. Yeah. Um, it's that Inside Out movie, right? I don't know if you've seen it. And... <laughs> Clown on Disney all you want, but it, it there's a lot of good things in that movie. Yeah. When anger and depression set in, it'll overtake you if you allow yeah. it.
1: But what do you do when the things don't go your way? What 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 do you do when the the map turns you down the wrong road? Come on. What what do you, what do you do when things aren't going the way you think think they should go? It's how you adapt to that. Um i heard I heard a guy say this one time, um we were on a missions trip to uh Guatemala, and things got kind of haywire on our trip, and he said, Blessed is the flexible mm of B- blessed are those that are able to flex in the in the moment, yes, sir, blessed are those that are able so what do you do when things happen, and things don't go the way that you thought they would go? Not that they don't go they go bad or they go haywire they just you have the mindset that they're going this way, and then all of a sudden. A forty-five degree turn yeah. sends you in a different direction. You know, you got off on the turnabout, the wrong turnabout of dolls and that one that's got six exits. Yes, <laughs> out by I'm the air. <laughs> yeah, like I'm yeah. cool with the turnabouts on four exits. I can figure that out. But you start adding five and six, I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute, where do I, I go? Because the GPS is like, take at the second exit. You're like, wait a minute, that, what, that, no. that that's a
0: roundabout. Yeah, no, yeah. I uh. I traveled to the Philadelphia area for work. Oh, my God. I hate driving I up there. It's like old highways. But, like, I remember the first time I went downtown Philly, side Um, I come up to this red light. I'm looking around. I'm in a rental car. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get back on the freeway. Um, it's 5 o'clock, so you can imagine it's an old three-lane highway. Well, I'm making a left through oncoming traffic at a light, but it says take your exit. And I'm yeah. like, What? Take my exit. So I'm looking for an exit. So it has like this U-turn getting right back on the freeway. And I'll never forget, like, am I going on to oncoming? Like, I don't even know if I'm in the right lane going uh, to oncoming uh. traffic or not. When you said flexible, my mental image went there. But then I went to elastic waistband and my pants versus yeah. actual button. Everybody loves being flexible, yeah. right? Yeah, blessed with the flexible, man. Blessed with the flexible. It's that being comfortable. in the uncomfortable. And the uncomfortable. That's right. That's awesome, bro. Okay. um, Let's pivot. That's a Friends reference. That's the only thing I know from the show Friends. <laughs> Pivot. Pivot. Um, you're a father. Yeah. What's the greatest thing about being a father? Whew.
1: Man, I think the greatest thing about being a father is, um, to it, it, not to sound crazy, but being a father. Um, I, honestly, man, I I, I, I mean, honestly, as a teenager, I, I never thought the idea of having kids would be in my game plan. Um, you know, I was gonna be the married or not, I was gonna be the young dude that just got to do whatever they wanted when they wanted and everything. Um, but I think the, the greatest blessing of being a dad is that <laughs> every day is a reminder of God's grace. Mm. That when I look at my daughters and my son, one's sixteen, one's ten, one's seven, it's a reminder that as, as screwed up as I was, as jacked up as I've been, and as much bad that I have done in life, they're the goodness that is an example of what God is to me. Yes, sir. Their, their grace. Their, listen, I am by far the best dad, far away from being the best dad out there. My 16-year-old, she has caught so much crap from me. But every morning, dude, there are times not even mornings, there are times that I snap as a dad and take stuff out that an hour later she's back to me going, "Hey, I love you," and we're back to normal.
0: Nice. you know not even
1: not even that I try to get her to that, but she shows me grace, she shows me love that is a reminder that people always say, "Well, if a father can love their kid on earth, I think her heart towards me." Shows so much love. My ten year old is the touch. Yeah, she she wants you sitting down with her on the couch.
0: The cuddle. She's the, the hug, she's the, the random
1: hug. Like you're sitting there eating a bowl of cereal. She just wants a hug. Love and it. It, you know, and then Maverick's my wild hair. Like he's me. Like <laughs> he's a nomad. He's, God
0: gave it back to you, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, love my, my wife says she's he does stuff. My wife looks at me and goes. That had to be you. Like knows that. So I think the greatest gift is for me is the best thing about being a dad is if nothing else is going right, they're a great they're
0: they're a reminder of grace and mercy. I love it, dude. That's that's awesome. Uh as a father myself and the things you said, like my my oldest Tatum is all those in one. She's the touch, but she's also the wild and exuberant. Um yeah. I was painting just yesterday. I'm not a good painter. Like I'm trying. <laughs> I still gotta go back and touch up my roof. Hopefully, my father in law comes and does it real talk because I can't cut in to save my life. Please plug. Please. <laughs> so, uh, but my four year old comes in, Daddy, that looks great. And I told my wife, I was like, she's the best hype man in the world. You know, yeah. I'm on eight foot ladder painting, not what I want to be doing on my off time, my vacation. Uh, right. And my four year old, Daddy, that, driving down the car this morning. Daddy, you're a good painter. And I'm like, Yes, I am. I receive it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. Uh, but yeah, bro, being a, a dad is one of the greatest gifts in this world. Um and even with 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 Drayton, right, I'm I'm his guardian. I've been Drayton's brother's keeper since day one. Like yeah. me and drayton got a really unique relationship, have always been really close. Just to be able to speak life into him the time that since November fifth, right, two thousand right. and twenty one. I've had him since then, he's been in the house with me and Morgan and just to be able to speak life into him and to yeah. see growth. To see where he once was or where he is now, I can't take the credit for it. I know it's in you know, through God alone. But to see where he's come from, it, i have a pride about it because yeah. I see, right? I see where he was and I, I see the potential. I see the future, right. And that's that, that thing that as a paternal side, you, you get it. You see uh grace Yes. You see mercy. You see love. And you don't see it, so say, through the Father's eyes from God the Father. You see it from our Father's eyes, yeah. as us being a Father, to see it through them and to reciprocate the return of it. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, I think that wraps up today's episode, man. I don't know where else to go, what else to do. So as the sheep wander from the pasture, we come back and we know that, that, that it's good. Yeah. We know that it's good. We wake up with that smile, like you said. Uh appreciate you coming on. In the future, we'd love to have you back on to talk about your testimony, to talk about that teenage hunter, what yeah. he went through, some of the trials, some of the, the not-so-good stories, right? And to see where you're at now, right? Because yeah. we all love to see the, the outcome. Right. But we don't want to talk about what what got through. Exactly. The, the pain, no. the, the, the road rage, the, <laughs> the, the incidents in life. And I say road rage and the actual of... Driving ninety to nothing through life and just yes. hitting everything along the way.
1: Oh, I'd I'd love to come back one day and yeah, just man. share that man and know that that's what we're talking about that day. Yeah, and right. have and have it like where I'm not completely sounding like I'm crazy.
0: Hey, yeah, I'd love to put some thought to paper, man. And I'll yep. try to help you out with that. I know you're fly by the seam of your pants. <laughs> we'll outline it. We'll bring it and uh, we'll minister through this platform that we have here at the Talk of Sheep podcast. Again, wrapping up episode five. The guest, Mr. Hunter Trotter. Yeah, yeah. And myself, the host, Brett Nobles. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Peace out.